Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better than the macho man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. And I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm even talking to President Jack Tunney, yeah. I'm on my way. And nothing is gonna stop me. Yeah, you know, well, I don't talk that much on that on that show. Um, this is this is sort of my my chance to uh, to to take center stage again because I've kind of fallen into the background and on No Budget Nightmares, which is fine. I don't it doesn't bother me. Uh, but like the joke, the ongoing joke on that show is that I'm basically just there to yawn, vape, and say yup. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's it, you're the you're the. It's almost like you're you're Fred from Howard Stern, but your sound effects are just the vape sound. Yeah, the sound effects are just me yawning, <laughs> yawning and vaping. Those are the two settings. Yeah, I'm and not... uh, any any fart sounds that do show up are actual farts. Uh, actual farts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> How's it going, nerds? We have reached threat level midnight, and you are joining Mo, aka Mr. Brian Jaffe. The Horror King HK and host of the War Report, Vince Berry on Alt Nerd Obsessive. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Clean up on aisle five. Yeah, I just creamed my shorts. I mean, you you went with the threat level midnight, so why not? (laughs) Uh. Golden face. (laughs) I love not just golden face, how elaborate that, that was, but then... Toby, the Toby, yeah, it was the, the most expensive. It was his most expensive shot. In and the then film. just saying something like, "After he died, that was a known animal rapist." <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, Michael Scott just has no no perception, and uh, I, I like bringing the, the the wrestling discussion and the TV discussion because sure. it is a um, they're very similar. I mean, they're both broadcast on television; they're broadcast differently, but there's something that wrestling can learn from. The scripted stuff, you know, in, in terms of staging and well, dialogue. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you right now from from what I'm hearing because I I'm out of the loop on like WWE specifically. Like I follow a little New Japan every now and again. And I'll follow uh, Lucha Underground every now and again. But uh, man, I ha- I haven't been keeping up with the WWE. But what from what I hear and has been the case for ages now that the storylines are just weak sauce. They're garbage. <laughs> I I love his delivery, HK. I love your delivery. Yeah. Uh, thank <laughs> you, garbage. That, that's why I keep him around. <laughs> it, it like if I if I wanted Eeyore 
to review a wrestling pay-per-view for me, I would just, I'm going to call HK. It was garbage. <laughs> you found my tail. <laughs> they were garbage, But yeah, especially bear. on Sun, this, this last pay-per-view was just, I, I tweeted out, at Osnap Vince, um, I tweeted out, uh, am I watching December to Dismember? Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it was, just, it was not a fun time. And I feel bad because Kevin Owens took the Mick Foley uh, cage bump. You're right. Oh. Off the off the cage onto the, onto the announce table, yeah. and that was like the one exciting thing. Damn. But he died for our sins on a shitty show. <laughs> yeah, but you got to give Ooh. Owen, you got to give KO credit though, man. The dude, the, the dude's a worker. Oh yeah, you know, he's a warrior. He absolutely, he, he absolutely is. Fuck me, he is. So anyway, is. If, if it hasn't been abundantly clear yet, uh, this week's episode is. Uh, we're talking about wrestling because wrestling's fun and wrestling is a is a very nerdy thing that I, I feel like I feel like there's two types of people who are really attracted to wrestling. There's like the the super nerds who kind of like wish that could be them, and then there's like the hormonal jocks who uh, are in it for the 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 sheer violence and athleticism of it. And I, I definitely find I'm find Well, especially as a kid, I found myself on the, the earlier <laughs> side of that spectrum. Yeah. Put me in the first column too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am not in any shape. There was a point where I wanted to, uh, to pursue it. I'm, I'm just, and here's the thing. If, if I was 20 in 2018, right. instead of being 31, I'd probably give it a shot because back when I was 20, 11 years ago, you still didn't have small guys as main eventers. No, no. So it was like there was a ceiling for you if you were a small guy. So I got in as a as a ring announcer to be involved in the business, just knowing that hey, man, I can't I can't compete with the big boys. And then next thing you know, I'm going to wrestling shows. I'm the same size as the guys. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> it's just the business. The business has changed in the last couple of years. But you're right. The 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 wrestling nerd. Um, and that, that's kind of a, you know, th- there's derogatory, uh, talk about smarks and smart marks and, right, right. um, you know, th- but I, those guys are your base yeah and, and you got to kind of cater them. You, you don't cater the whole show to them no. uh, cause I don't think that's a winning strategy, but you got to give them something. So yeah, you give them a couple of moments and, you know, and fucking, you know, let them suspend disbelief for a little bit. Like that, that's the thing here. Here's the thing with me in wrestling. Okay. Um, I am definitely, when I'm not watching wrestling, I am the smarkiest smark who's ever smarked smark, you know, <laughs> like, like I, I'm an asshole. I'll be chant, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I, I would be the guy who is chanting nonsense, you know, at, at this, at the, the, the ring. Uh, but when I'm watching it, I turn into that dude from that one viral clip, you know, the, it's real to me, damn it, guy, you know, and <laughs> I, I just, I get into it, and, like, I I don't, I mean, like, I don't care if you, if, like, the guy obviously misses a punch, but the dude still, uh, still sells it, I don't care. Right, you're not I, picking it apart. Yeah, I'm not picking it apart, I don't care, it's just fun, you know, it's just a fun time, and I'll suspend all every ounce of disbelief, you know, knowing full well everything about it, just to have that one moment of being a seven-year-old, you know, watching fucking, you know, WrestleMania four or five, whatever, I I forget, you know, um, back in the cartoon days, as they call it, you know, 
and, and, and even when I watch the old school stuff too, man, like, like it's, it, I, like, I just, I go right back. I'm like, I'm like a little kid sitting on the floor with my fucking grandpa behind me who, a man who never smiled ever. <laughs> okay. This is, this is a man, this, I mean, and he had a great sense of humor. He really did. And he would play tricks on kids, you know, but he wouldn't oh, smile. Shit. Like he, he would, played tricks on kids. He did. He did. He used to, okay. So here's the thing. We used to have this lamp, uh, when I was a kid in my grandparents' house that if you hit for some reason, if you hit the button, um, for the, uh, the overhead fan and that was in their dining room, it would turn the lamp on, you know? Hmm. And when we were kids, we didn't know this. We didn't know what was going on. So my grandfather and my father would do this too. Cause he's also an asshole. Um, <laughs> he would have the kids runs in the family. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm a huge asshole too. Um, <laughs> he would have the kids sit in front of this lamp and it was like a touch lamp, you know? But because for some reason, there was some weird thing with the frequencies that it, this remote worked for it. And we'd have them recite words, these magic words to make it to make the lamp go on. And it would get the kids every single time. Do you want to know what he would have the kids say? What did he say? Well, yeah. He would have the kids sit and chant. Owa, Tana, Siam. <laughs> and he'd have... <laughs> Oh shit! And for the and for oh. the for the couple of you out there who are listening, who who may not have gotten the joke, repeat it to yourself faster and faster and faster, <laughs> and when you get there, you'll laugh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he yeah, got, I uh, he got uh, me on my it. on he the war report. I say, Google it, kids. Yeah, Google it exactly. But um, yeah. You know, but but this man who, like I said, never he and he would do this. He would never crack a smile. He would do this completely deadpan. Um, <laughs> he but the only time he would ever smile is when he would come over to the house and we'd watch the pay per views because we watched because back then it was only four a year. You know, right? So he'd come over and he'd watch yeah. he'd watch the big four. You know, and he would have a grin on his face from ear to ear, and it was the only time I ever saw the man smile. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so the just power so, of wrestling, right? Exactly. So when I when I watch the old matches, like when I watch the old like Jake the Snake, Roddy Piper, you know Hogan, Macho Man, you know um, these these classic matches, and I that it transports me back to a time when I was a little kid with my grandfather behind me with a big stupid smile on his face, you know, and it makes you feel good. It just makes oh, yeah. you feel good. Absolutely, and you know. Almost as good as good wrestling, and maybe better sometimes, is bad wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Botchamania. Botchamania is the best. (laughs) And the fact that guys within the business watch it and get it and they understand that they're it's in good fun. You're not they're not insulting anybody when Matthew does a video, it's 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 no. all it, it's a bit. It's, it's, out, it's comedy. It's, it's out of love. You know, like like I could tell you for a fact that I doubt there's anybody in this world who loves wrestling more than Matthew does. You know, and and to consume it, as much media as he does exactly. too. Exactly. Like, and he watches everything. Like he watches shit. Like like there'll be feds that'll pop up on there that I've never heard of, and I'll be like, "What is this from?" You know, the the one guy also who. Um, who watches a lot of stuff? I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, Mister Lariato. I'm no. 
He's a. If you look up Mr. Lariato, he posts a lot of um, like wrestling gifts. And then there's the Bullet Club at Italy. There's mm-hmm. another guy. He posts a lot of wrestling gifts. But Mr. Lariato posts like he's like, oh, I'm watching some obscure Japanese wrestling show, and there's like 30 people in the audience, and they're doing <laughs> it in like the back half of a library somewhere. Oh, that's fucking it, fantastic. It, and it, it's like really <laughs> esoteric stuff. And they're like, because literally one time, I don't know what promotion it is. He posted a gif uh, around the time of. IWGP or uh, New Japan Dominion when Kenny Omega won the IWGP Championship. Right, Spoiler right. Alert. Um, <laughs> but he uh, he posted a gif. He's like, "This is you know humble beginnings for Kenny Omega." They showed he sh- it was a it was a uh, quick clip of him wrestling in a space that had no chairs wow. and no wrestling ring. The people sat you know as as Asians do on their knees and cross legged whatever on mats. And like they had their own little mats, and then there was just a big like purple carpet in the middle, kind of like looking like a um, almost like where they do kendo or something sure, like that. There's sure, just like a square yeah. in the middle, and he wrestled a, a female Japanese wrestler, and they had a whole match on on a mat in front of maybe thirty people. That's fantastic. And that's, it's all that, I, that's interesting. You wouldn't know that from from consuming WWE or no. even consuming New Japan. You would mm-hmm. have to be so deep like Matthew is and like Mr. Lariato and, and Bullet Club Italy. These guys all uh, total divas episode guy is is he has he has a total divas episode account, but he also posts wrestling gifts. It's like we're on a whole other level here for people who consume this right um, media. I love it. I love we're, it. We're we're all we're at a point where when the Plinkett videos came out for Star Wars. That's kind of where we are with wrestling now. Wrestling is finally caught up to the mainstream. Right. In terms of like being able to laugh at it and laugh with it. Whereas think about in like the 80s and 90s, if you ever saw a pro wrestler on TV, it was a big muscle head, dumb jock guy. Right. Um, or he was like a big tough guy in the ring. And then when he was backstage, he was like a like really mincy and, and, and feminine or whatever, but there was like there, there was not a good perception of like comedy wrestling kind of mixture. We hit that point where we can go, yes, everybody knows it's a work, and and it's a lot of fun, and and when things happen, like on Botchamania, right, you can learn from them, and it's not just, it's something you can watch, you can laugh at, it's not super serious, um, in that respect, and then you can take it as seriously as you want to from there because there are very very serious wrestling fans and. I know we've all been there uh one point or another in our lives. Well that's that that's the thing that I kind of love about it is that is that you know there is that whole myriad like there's there's a whole spectrum of how you can perceive it, you know. And uh and, and sometimes it's it's fun to just sit back and and laugh and goof at, you know, like um like I love listening to the uh the OSW review podcast. You know what I'm talking about? That is my favorite podcast, and it's fuck it's fucking fantastic. Those guys are hilarious, you know, and they'll and like the the concept is brilliant. Where they're like they'll they'll cover an entire story arc instead of just covering like one show. They're covering like a year, you know. We're, and it's we're, all well researched, and it's super well researched, and it's funny. You know, and they can laugh at it, but you, but there's the respect is there, you know. And, but then you take it the other direction, and you'll watch. Um, I kind of get a kick out of listening to Jim Cornette because oh my God. he's such a. Cur- oh, I I love listening to Jim Cornette. He's such he's, a he's such a curmudgeon, and it. But he's like my favorite curmudgeon because he hates everything, 
you know, he pretty <laughs> yeah. much hates everything equally at this point. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's at the point where he hates everything. He, he hates everything, but it's in a funny way. So it's like you know, I remember when there was that uh, God, who was the match against? Um, uh, it was Ricochet. Ver- it was the New Japan match. Ricochet versus fuck. You probably remember. Uh, was it? Is it Will Osprey? Will Osprey. Yeah. Yeah. And it was su- Osprey. Su- yeah. Yeah. yeah, su- yeah. Su- super. Super choreographed. You know, uh, but it was amazing. Like, it was such a great display of athletic talent, you know. But it was it a wrestling match? Yes. Yes, it was. But yeah. but you listen. But I, I remember, like, the day after I, I watched that video, because my buddy Doug, who's another huge uh, wrestling nerd, he, he, uh, he turned me on to that clip. And then, uh, and then I watched the uh, or listened to Cornette's response to it, and he was just miserable about the whole thing. And oh yeah, and I'm like the oh. dive thing that came from that, the whole <laughs> dot 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 dive. That right. was just a, a a nice little meme for a while. Oh my god, fucking hilarious! I like there's just there's so much out there, and there's so much there's there's such a ridiculous amount of talent when it comes to like people who are reporting on you know, reporting on wrestling or doing reviews of shows or looking at the classic stuff, you know, and I mean, we could probably sit here for the next hour and just name names, you know, without absolutely even, without even going with, into details. You without even Googling it, you could think of 20 guys who do podcasts right. and I don't listen to all of them, but no, I don't there's segments that, you know, if you're on YouTube or whatever and somebody posted a five minute clip, sure. Yeah. Will I sit through a whole two hour podcast? Probably not, but there's, if somebody's a real big fan of Chris Jericho, you can listen to Chris Jericho. If you're a big right. fan of Stone Cold, Stone Cold's got a podcast. I love um, Stone Cold's podcast. Tony think... Schiavone's podcast is my favorite podcast. Really? I know I just said OSW Review is, but Tony's up there too. And you wouldn't think, because there was a perception for years that Tony Schiavone hated wrestling, <laughs> and he only got into it because he was a baseball announcer, and he wanted to be uh, make more money, so he went into wrestling. He clears up a lot of this on his podcast. He's been doing it for like a year and a half, two years now. And, you know, he, he explains that he was a wrestling fan growing up. He started off before he was on commentary. He was a ring announcer at, mm. at uh, you know, small shows. So, like, it showed that whatever, you know, like DVDs or shoot interviews or some people kind of talk shit about Tony Schiavone. Right. He came back, you know, he came back and it, it explains his position. Now uh, he does not just like question and answer podcasts, but he does a lot of watch alongs where, uh, him and his host, uh, Conrad Thompson, who does something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the co-host. And they they go through old WCW and WWF and NWA, going as far back as the NWA wow. um, pay-per-views. So you go on the network, they tell you what show it's going to be that week, and you, you press play when they say press play, and it's kind of like uh, Mystery Science Theater. Because Tony will be talking, like they'll talk backstage stuff like, hey, did you hear about this guy was mad or somebody got injured or whatever. But then they'll say, okay, uh, Tony, go and uh, give us a call here. And he'll be like, holy shit, he picked up. Like, he just, he took, he takes the Tony Schiavone from TV and adds in, like, the Andrew Dice Clay uh, swear words and stuff. Like, he's he's uh, he's uncensored on his podcast. It's That's interesting fantastic. to see. It's a whole different side of Tony Schiavone, so. That's it, awesome. I got to check that out because I always liked him. He was my favorite, and I was always, and this is weird, I live in Connecticut, I was always a WCW kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I think it was Hogan. I was always, I watched more WCW than I did WWF. So it was just, I, I always felt like Tony Schiavone was 
the commentator and Bobby the Brain well, Heenan I was, gonna, was the I was, commentator. I was going to say, yeah, you you're so you're you know a little less than than ten years <clears throat> younger than me and HKR. So yeah, you're at that age where you were like in your formative years during like during the Monday Night Wars. Absolutely, when yeah. that was that was a hell of a time to grow up because you had your 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 Stone Cold kids and your DX kids, right. and I was the NWO kid, and it was like. Oh man, you chip in. It was thirty five dollars for a pay per view. So if you had seven people, you would all pay five bucks, and you can get the pay per view. Yeah, no. See, I was. See, yeah, see, I had a group of buddies. We did that all the time. See, well, yeah, well, my my, you know, my. I think the statute of limitations is up on this, so I can say my dad had one of those uh, illegal black boxes for cable. So we would get. <laughs> <laughs> when the FCC I was, is tracing your IP address as we speak. That that's fine. Um, <laughs> his, his, <laughs> uh, actually, if they want to email me, uh, just just write at uh, altnerd uh, obsessive podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, We'd love get, to have you as a guest. Yeah, I'll I'll give you the address for my father, so you can go arrest him. Um, anyway, <laughs> so we would get Damn. all. We would. Uh, me and my father don't get along. Uh, when, 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 uh, so when I was, uh, when I was a kid, we'd get them all for free. But then when I got older and the attitude era started and I was driving on my own, I was, I was doing, I was living on my own, all that other stuff, you know, um, we would, we would all hit up like the Buffalo Wild Wings and we'd end up watching them there, uh, for the longest time. And that always, oh, yeah, used, that it, it was every Hooters month, every whatever, month. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was always Buffalo Wild Wings. It was always because... I, we had a Hooters uh, nearby me, although Buffalo Wild Wings is definitely better for pay-per-views, I'll tell you. Right. Um, oh, you know what? Going going back a second, uh, I, I do want I did want to mention that, uh, and, and may he rest in peace, but, man, I loved listening to Roddy Piper's podcast. It, it was... He was the man. It was the best. He had a couple towards the end there where he went really insane. Like, <laughs> yeah, I heard about, you know what? I listened to those when they happened. Yeah. yeah. He was, he came undone. He came completely undone and like, he would just start telling his guests randomly how much he loved them. And, you know, and, and like you, you go back, you listen to it now. It's almost a little like bittersweet, but I mean, like yeah. he, he, he was the best. I, ugh. Like he he was he was my childhood hero. Like Roddy Piper was my childhood hero. He was like he the, was a super nice guy too. If you ever met him, he was. Oh, the, I I worked for years with Roddy Piper. Every I probably worked with him twenty times over the years, and, and he was always so nice to me. You know, I'm I'm a nobody. Right. He was nice to me. He was backstage. He'd listen to people while they were filming a promo and give them pointers. He was he was legitimately happy to be there and be recognized and welcomed it was it was it was nice to see and it was it was really sad when he died him and dusty because dusty used to come around our territory too um because they were just those guys were the best just being around them was it was great their attitudes and just tremendous on the mic some of the best talkers in the business you know, absolutely like when like when rick flair finally kicks the bucket man we, we oh, might geez. we might as well just retire the microphone at that point because i i keep thinking like i dread that and i every so often i hear like last week or the week before he had like a catheter removal surgery and they're like he made out of surgery safe and i'm like can we just stop putting rick flair in surgery for yeah. christ's sake <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's getting old he's he can't he can't, he can't elbow drop anymore though. he can't elbow drop his jacket anymore come on <laughs> 
No, I oh man, and yeah, Rick. You know, I've 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 been fortunate enough in my my ten or eleven years doing this to to have worked with Flair a handful of times, and I met his son um, that passed away, not David, and you know, I actually never met um, Charlotte, mm-hmm. uh, but his, that was that was awful because he the kid died uh, pretty much either days or like a week or two after he worked one of our shows mm. it was just like i really wished the, I, I wished him well because he was not just that he was flair's kid he he wanted to try it he right. wanted to do it like everybody else and sure. i wish he didn't have those those problems that he did I, again i only met him once in my life and he was very nice to me but i he was not rick flair and i think if he continued and you know if things were, were different he would have Either he would have broken out and, and, and loosened up, or he would have been a more Malenko-ish wrestler. Because he was a... He was a... When he grew up, he was a, a collegiate... You know, a, a Greco-Roman amateur-style sure, wrestler sure. all through all uh, grammar school and high school. And then he carried that on. He wore... He basically looked like a New Japan young boy. Black boots, black trunks. He came out very plain and just fucking wrestled you. Mm-hmm. And and of course he had his dad in his corner, so he'd come up, woo, and throw a couple chops, and it was you know everybody cheered for that. But it was like he, we never got to realize his full potential. Right, exactly. Well, I kind of appreciate the fact that they're you know I mean I don't know what they're doing with Charlotte right now, but I, I like the fact that they're starting to distance her from her her father a little bit and letting her start to uh, uh, to kind of take on her own personality. Um, yeah, there's there's homages in there. She uses sure. the robes, yeah. the music is there, but it's right. once he, he they they phased him off of television so the focus wouldn't be on him, it would right. be on her. Yeah. She's it's amazing that she kind of flew under the radar as like she never really wanted to wrestle. Right, right. Her brothers wanted to wrestle. That wasn't her passion. And when her brother passed away, she took over that 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 uh, family name, and she's killing because she was a natural athlete. She's uh, she's an incredible talent, just an incredible talent. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I was lucky enough to go to New Orleans WrestleMania. She wrestled Oscar, and it was I mean th- those two wrestled their asses off. Oscar, man, she's she's my favorite. Like bar none, uh, male female, I don't care which. It's like her and Nakamura are my favorite things going on in wrestling right now, at least in the, the mainstream. There's some, right. Yeah. There's you some can't more go wrong with Nakamura. Yeah. You know, Asuka's amazing, but yeah, like, um, <laughs> what always cracked me up about her is that they kept trying to, you know, and I, I don't know if they're still, if, is she still a heel? No, she's like, um, she's like a tweener. Yeah. Cause now she's feuding with the girl Carmella. I don't know if you've been watching and you know who Carmella is. I don't. She's oh, like no, no, Carmella, a, um, she's the fabulous one, right? The FAB. Yes. Yeah, okay, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she, you know, she's got James Ellsworth, the little skinny, <laughs> right. no yeah, chin yeah. guy with her. So he was gone. He actually was let go from them for like eight or nine months. Yeah, they had fired him. And they brought him back because she needed it. This Carmella, she's she's newer. She was a, a Patriots cheerleader, and now she's a wrestler. And um, she just needed a heater. As they as they say in the business, right. James Ellsworth was her heater beforehand, and then they let him go because they were like, uh, you know, they they just kind of had nothing for them to do. Right. But she carried that money in the bank all the way to the point where she needed to cash it in, and uh, she cashed it on Charlotte right after WrestleMania. Uh-huh. But then they had her feud with Oscar after that, 
and Ellsworth came back, and now it's both of them, Carmella and, and Ellsworth, feuding with Asuka. Ellsworth's getting all the heat. I mean, Carmella's getting heat because she's newer. She's okay in the ring. Her yeah. promos are all right. She's not on the level of a Charlotte or an Asuka, so no. the fans are reacting to that. But they're also, boot like, Ellsworth comes out, and, and, and Asuka gets to kick the shit out of him, and, and that's fun to watch. But she hasn't, uh, like last night, they had him up in the shark cage, and he tried to escape the shark cage, and because he's a klutz, he um, <laughs> he had his, like, he had, like, a bandana. Like, he was dressed like Justin Bieber. He sure. had, like, a bandana Ooh. around his leg, and he uh, he was he fell out of the shark cage and was hanging upside down by the bandana on his leg. <laughs> so Asuka was kicking him like a speed bag. She was doing warm-ups. She was kicking and punching. So she got her heat on him, but then uh, Carmella rolled in, hit Asuka's head against the shark cage rolled her up for a, for a one two three. Right, right. So it's like they're they're building this this the Carmella because they had Ellsworth come back and surprise Asuka so Carmella could get a win, and then this one happened where he kind of fell out and she was distracted, right. hit her head, got a win. I wish they would they would pull the trigger with Asuka in terms of this main roster championship because she didn't win a WrestleMania. It was a great match, but she didn't win, and it was it shocked everybody there. Yeah, and now she's losing to yeah. Carmella. And Carmella, I know, I understand you got to build you got to build new talent, but I don't know. People just aren't responding to Carmella the way I think they they want them to. I mean, I mean, Oscar is is new talent still, as far as WWE is concerned, anyway. Yeah, and it, and it seems like they're trying to. True, but she's fucking brutal as shit push in the her range. Down rather she than is. bring her up. Well, that's the problem. That is the problem. Is yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're burying her, as people like to say or not, but they're but they're they're done. They're not using her up to her potential, without a doubt. Definitely. Uh, and I, and I honestly kind of feel like they're doing the same thing to Nakamura too. Yeah, I mean, he's the U.S. champion now, but that and you know, but he shouldn't. But he shouldn't be like that's the wrong place for him. He shouldn't be in the U.S. champion territory. He should be battling it out for the big belts. Right, and you know? if they set up the whole thing, I, I'm really disappointed that both of the Royal Rumble winners this year lost, Asuka and Nakamura. You'd figure one of them, they, they'd split it at least. Um, but Nakamura, they did that whole thing with the low blow finish at the end of WrestleMania after the match was over. Right. Instead of a sign of respect, it's a low blow. Uh, why don't you do that in the match and then do the title change? You get even more heat because it's at WrestleMania. Right. And not only is it, because it was like a feud ender, but then it wasn't a feud ender because the feud kept going. Well, if the feud's going to keep going, get some heat on it. There yeah. was no heat. At, once the match happens and AJ beats him clean, there's no more heat. It doesn't matter if he low blows him afterward. Exactly. He just lost. Exactly. No, there, there was nothing. There was none. And I feel bad because those two are so, the some of the best wrestlers in the world and, and some of the best going, going to go down as some of the best wrestlers of all time. Yeah. And, and then they had to work through this program that really was backwards. They did... Three match, three main event matches at three consecutive pay per views or live events that are you know one of them was that that greatest Royal Rumble from Saudi Arabia, which is but a they, which is a mistake in and of itself. Just oh oh yeah, let's. I mean I in, yeah, you can go back to our the War Report podcast on YouTube and, and look up our thoughts on that. Yeah, it was it was. I thought I I was going into that with such high hopes that maybe we can use this as as a bridging the gap thing and 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 nope, as soon as. The WWE left. The Saudi government was mad that girls were shown in their wrestling gear on the video screen, and the WWE apologized and said it won't happen again. It's like, 
I thought we were pulling them out of the Dark Ages. We're just right. taking their money. But So, yeah, that was a whole other thing. But they booked it backwards because if you're going to do three pay-per-views out or four, whatever they were, uh, and you start at WrestleMania and then you work your way into, like, May, June, like, what, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't... It's not the same. Push that back a little. Start at two pay-per-views before WrestleMania. I know that was he was the Royal Rumble winner, but you can still get... There's ways to get heat on him in between the Rumble and WrestleMania, and they really didn't do that. It was... It, it, we're going back to your point about the stories not being as good as they, they could be. Well, the art, uh, of the, the, the art of the promo is dead at this point, for WWE at least, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and like, there used to be a time and a point where they would let the stars speak off the cuff and you would get some yeah. of the, and and yeah sure okay fair enough we'll give them this much you would get crazy bullshit like whatever ultimate warrior would throw at you you know that was the draw of the ultimate warrior and, but that yeah, was that was exactly his draw, was you know say. hulk hogan take the plane aim it to the ground you know uh, he was nuts he was he was <laughs> absolutely fucking insane on the microphone but it worked for warrior you know but 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 then you look at the fucking geniuses on the microphone you look at macho man or better yet you look at piper or even better yet look at fucking jake the snake roberts one of the best psychological wrestlers of all time Oh yeah, and he and he got shit over on that fucking, and all he had to do was whisper. He would just he would talk low, force people to listen to him. That means the shit he was saying was way more important because you had to sit and listen to him, you know. And he'd get was like a uh, horror movie villain. He was a horror movie villain. That is a perfect analogy. You know, and he would come out on, he would come into the ring and he would terrorize you either with his moves, with the, with the thought that a DDT might be coming or with fucking Damien. It didn't matter. You know, he had a ton of, uh, he had a ton of tools in his arsenal, uh, but his best one was his promo. You know, the art of the promo is dead and that sucks for wrestling because everything yeah. has to be pre-scripted pre-approved yeah they they, they script every little syllable everything and the problem is they don't have a specific guy writing for specific people it's the same people writing for everybody so every promo sounds exactly the same right it's a, it's a tone thing or the yeah. tone is the same it's yeah. like i'm i'm watching i have um all my stuff set up here in my living room i've got raw on on mute I, I I'm not even listening to the words, and I already know yeah. what's going on just by the generic. Oh, we're backstage. Let's put a red red light behind them, and then you know, like and dim have, it a little have bit. Have them stand yeah. sideways and watch a monitor. Oh, that bugs the <laughs> ever loving shit out of me when you who watches television at a forty five degree angle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but they you but you know but there there used to be a thing where and and here's another thing that that's missing too, fucking squash matches. You know they yeah. they, they tried to do it for a while and they did it with some of the bigger people like they did it with Naomi with what's her name Naomi. Naomi Jax? Nia Jax. Nia Jax. God, my my fucking... And they did it with Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman got over! And they did it... No, I was going to say, they did it 
perfectly with the two of them. I think they did a great job with the squash matches for those guys. But that's the thing. There there should be more of them. Have these no-name guys come out, put them over, get them excited to see these people wrestle more, and then give them the big matches on the pay-per-view, how it used to be. Now, I'm not saying everything should be how it used to be, because I think there's a lot of exciting shit happening, and has been happening for decades now in wrestling, but there's stuff that, like, like I think not letting, not letting wrestlers cut their own promos, you know, like... Just fly off the cuff. I understand that yeah. a lot. That, that some of these guys aren't the best talkers, you know, <coughs> Roman Reigns. But um, <laughs> you know, but some, but some of a lot of these guys are fucking are proven talents on the mic. Kevin Owens, Jericho, fucking. Uh, oh God, my brain is off. But you know what I mean. There, there's 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 a bunch of guys who are proven talents on the microphone. And Ziggler, Ziggler, exactly. Ziggler is, is wasted constantly. Ugh. Yeah, absolutely. All the, even now, like he's with Drew McIntyre, but Drew McIntyre is the star of that team right now. Sure. He's just because Drew and Drew. The, it doesn't help that Dolph brings back. They bring back a guy who hasn't been in the WWE in like five years, and he's a foot taller than Dolph Ziggler, and he's his tag team partner. <laughs> right, yeah. right. They're but I really mean, trying to hamstring that guy. Like I don't know what he did. If he like fucked up somebody's coffee order, or like sat in their chair, I, I don't know. There there has to be something that he did to to deserve this booking that he's got over the last twelve years. But it it makes you wonder how a lot of these guys did. Like, what the fuck did Tyler Breeze do to deserve to be teamed up with Fandango? Tyler Breeze is wrestling Mojo Raleigh right now. That's how low he's falling. Yeah. He wrestled Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, at the Barclays Center. <laughs> now he's wrestling Mojo Raleigh in wherever the fuck they are in Pennsylvania or Ohio or whatever the day after a pay-per-view. You Come know, on now. But but I remember watching him on NXT thinking to myself, this dude's going to be fucking huge. Yeah. Like, th- this dude has got the attitude. He's he's talented as fuck. But they take away all the things from NXT that make those characters characters exactly. and make them full-fledged characters, rather. Yeah. Uh, like, he, he brings out the selfie stick still. I saw that gimmick. But... It used to be hooked up to the Titan Tron. The Titan Tron, yeah. And they don't do that anymore. And it's like you don't understand that he's a Zoolander character come to life anymore yeah. because he does. They don't focus on that. They don't. You know, yeah. like he, like, like. Okay, when I remember the the very first time I saw him wrestle, I said to myself, "Holy shit, this dude's fucking Rick Martel." Ooh, yeah. You know, he's that's good. That's a good comparison. Like he's fucking Rick the Model Martel. You know, not Strike Force Rick Martel, but like, (laughs) you know, Rick the Model. Arrogance, Rick Martel. Arrogance, exactly. And they played up that fucking arrogance uh, thing. You know, and he was, and, and and he had the talent of Rick Martel. Like he he could do stuff in the ring. And I remember thinking to myself. When when I found out that he got the call up to come up to the to the quote unquote big leagues, I said to myself, "They're gonna fuck him up within a month. They're gonna fuck him up." And they did. They fucked him up immediately. You could say that about anybody from NXT coming up, and you'd you, probably be right now. No, and it's true. It's true. That's exactly the point that I was gonna bring up. Is that I hate that they make people awesome in NXT, and then they bring them up. And turn them to shit. Well, I mean, and let's 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 think of some other examples. The Ascension, 
They were fucking oh my God. amazing in NXT. Bring them up. What the fuck did they do? They were having fighting old guys. And now they're literally doing nothing. Look they at made fuck, them a joke. Look, look at one. Look at the team that had the potential to be the current best, like greatest fucking. Oh, this drives me so crazy. I'm getting so angry. Um, we go hard yeah. <laughs> all day, all night. Yes, you yes, know, of course. Like we're, we're okay. So we're we're uh, it, this, uh, the revival are great. Why are they? They are. They. I thought. This but is that's, silly but, of me. But that's not even that's not even who I'm thinking of, though. Really? I, I'm thinking of the team, and as soon as I say this comparison, you're going to know exactly who I'm fucking talking about. This is the team that could have been the new fucking Heart Foundation. You know who I'm talking about now? Uh, is that uh, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd? No. Fucking American Alpha. Oh, yes. No, those guys were fantastic, and they fucked both of them up. They were so fucking good to get, you know, fucking, what's his name? Jason Jordan? Jason Jordan. Yeah. Now he's injured. He's coming back soon. J- Jason Jordan was one, of the, is, was one of the best fucking hot tag guys who, the, who they had in the fucking uh, business, you know, in, in that company. You know, Chad Gable, amazing technical wrestler, just easily could have been the next Brett, Brett Hitman Hart. Easily could have been. Now, you know. Now, you... You made the comparison to Heart Foundation, but who they always reminded me most of was the Steiner Brothers. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Collegiate background. Yeah. 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 Old school Steiner Brothers. We're not talking about like, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we're not, big bad booty daddy. We're yeah. not talking about big bad booty daddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're talking about, you, you know. You come out here trying to get the sympathy of the people. <laughs> We're talking about... He made a comeback, you know, Early this, 90s this and before. Who, Scott did? Yeah. Oh, my he God. Was, uh, he was Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions with uh, Eli Drake. They God. did, like, a little thing. I could I and, could, I could, could listen to hours of Scott Steiner promos. Just hours. I, I would recommend to you, because you, I know you're, you're not up on the, uh, on the current stuff, like the... Impact Wrestling, which yeah, was yeah. formerly TNA right. and it's now in Canada, owned by the Fight Network, etc. Um, they're doing some interesting stuff now. I don't know if they're ever going to pull out of the skid, but it's at least much better than it was. Sure. Um, they had they they brought back guys that they people acknowledged like like Scott Steiner, right? And and they they brought him back. And he's not a main event guy. He wasn't wrestling for the world title. He came back, cut a couple. Uh, classic Steiner promos about <laughs> fat people and peaks and freaks and the whole deal. And, and he did a, uh, uh, the, the Steiner, uh, what's the one that he did off the top rope? The Hurricane Rana. What'd they call it? The Frankensteiner? Frankensteiner. He did one of those at 50 something years old and people that's popped impressive. for it. And that's, that's really all you need. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's funny. Super I didn't impressive. think he could do that anymore. I don't think he's, I think he's probably, it's been a decade since he tried it. Uh, but he he did it, and well, he had a know, bu- he had orchard. like he had issues with his ankle, though, right? Yeah, he had, I mean he had issues with a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I I remember that that was one of the big reasons why he was always falling over is because he had he had issues with one of his ankles, and he, yeah, he, and he he went from all the like the Steiner screwdriver, which sure. was like a jumping pile driver yeah. thing, and then he did the Frankenstein, and then he went to the Steiner recliner. It was less impact for him. Right, right. 
Oh my god, he used to man. Like I like I, when he when he got into the, like the genetic freak era. Like I didn't follow it so much. I knew it was funny, and I knew I watched the promos and stuff, but I didn't really care for the wrestling quite as much. But man, like old school back when he was with his brother Rick, and they were doing they were doing their thing. Man, like Rick was always my favorite. I always liked watching him wrestle. You know? dog faced gremlin you know but you know it's funny he stuck out more before the the transformation of of scott steiner rick right. stood out because he was he had that gimmick scott steiner was all-american yeah michigan scott steiner fucking mullet and then right and rick was the uh, with the dave Meltzer mullet and then uh Rick had the dog face gremlin nickname. He had the the amateur wrestling ear things. Mm-hmm. Like it was, he had just a little bit more in terms of character. They were both they both wrestled fantastically. Yeah. But, but at that point, Rick had more character. And then somewhere along the line, uh, between human growth hormone and and various hmm. other things that that he probably did, he developed this crazy promo style, and it works for him. Yeah. It. Re- yeah. I. It did. It really did. Oh my God! Ridiculous. But that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. There, if you had to script a guy to do that, you couldn't. <laughs> no, it takes a certain level of insanity to do a great promo. You know, and and we, I mean, again, we go back because here's the thing for me: the wrestling secondary. You know, like watching a great wrestler, yeah. like which this, which is why I was never a huge fan of like Edge and Christian. Like I love to watch them wrestle; they were fantastic, super talented guys. But neither one of them was crazy good on the mic. And for me, mm. for me, th- like that was always more important to me. Like I like like the like that's why like I'd much rather watch Stone Cold Stone Cold or The Rock. You know, like do their thing because like I mean, sure. on it like. It, like, look at fucking Dwayne Johnson. Now, I, I know he's fucking everywhere now, but back in the yeah. day, back in the day, like, and I'm sure you have to remember this when he had his fucking feud with the hurricane. Yes. I one absolutely of, like, oh, remember that. One of the, one of the greatest feuds of all time with this huge fucking star and this guy who is essentially nothing. He's essentially a nobody, but one of the greatest feuds in fucking rock's repertoire because they had some of the best backstage back and forths. Oh you know? yeah. Hurricane, not an, not, I mean, a good wrestler, a good worker. Yeah. Absolutely. Not, not the best, but he was killer on the mic and he could stand toe to toe with the rock, which is saying something because the rock is arguably one of the greatest mic men of all time. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. absolutely. He had he he got he had that good charisma in the Attitude Era, and he was cutting all those, uh, you know, if you smell a promo, and he he added if the you Rudy, notice he added Rudy to Poo it candy ass, yeah, right. And it was like a you know it was first it was if you smell what the Rock is cooking, and then it was if you smell, and then it was if you smell la 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 la, la and then he would <laughs> add a little bit every time, and he he added the the chin movement, the eyebrow, the fixing that the the glasses. Right. There were just little things he did, and then when he got to that Hollywood Rock point where he was feuding with Hurricane because right. he was starting to do movies, yeah, yeah. and he had that weird, stupid haircut like the the Caesar haircut because he was starting to lose his hair and he didn't yeah, want to yeah, shave yeah, yeah. it. Oh, uh, it was awful. He came out and he started doing the rock concerts. Yep. Those were the the rock concerts, the feud with the hurricane, which also led into his last feud at the time, so he could take a break to start doing film again, was with Goldberg. 
Because if you remember, the reason the hurricane beat the rock was Goldberg came out and distracted the rock in the match, and right. hurricane rolled him up. Right, right, right. So it was like, it was, not only did it tell a story of the rock against the hurricane, it told a story of the rock against the hurricane, which then led into a feud with Goldberg. And that shit doesn't happen anymore either. No! They don't do transitions right. anymore. Now it's just like, well, now I hate you! You know, and then like fucking four weeks later, well, now I hate you! You know, it's like, come on. And and, and another thing, too, about about build-up is... They don't know how to do it anymore. They don't. Yeah. They don't. You know? And, like, mock early wrestling all you want, you know? And when I say early wrestling, I mean, like, late 70s into, like, the 80s, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of those guys, their their in-ring talent wasn't incredible, you know? Like, they weren't all fucking Randy Savage or Mr. Perfect. But, I mean, you know, right. the one thing they could do back then is organically transition from one feud to another. You know, French yeah. friendship bonds would 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 coalesce, you know, and like I mean the perfect example is the fucking, you know, the mega powers explode. Absolutely. Oh my god. You and know? that was that might be the most creative thing they've ever done because that Easily. story was like it was that two or that was like two years, three years like Right. Even, they used to even take though, years to tell a story. And even though there were times when Hulk Hogan and Macho Man weren't tagging together and they weren't feuding with one another, because they were the two top guys, they'd intersect or they would have feuds with like um Lanny Poffo as the genius. Hulk sure. would feud with the genius rather than uh Macho because the genius was part of the, the king's court or mm-hmm. whatever. So there was always some kind of connection. But they that story now would be told they they'd tell that whole breakup between in a week or a yeah, month they, in a month do it in a couple yeah yeah and they'd get it done at the next pay per view and you'd forget about it and move on with yeah. your life you know because because honestly like here here's here's how I feel and I'll, I'll give I'll give my two cents on how they could fix things you know and and I hate to disparage like I feel like we've been, we've done a lot of disparaging on modern on modern WWE but that's usually what wrestling podcasts break down into nowadays that, yeah it really does but but here's the thing and I'm sure plenty of other people have said this but it's the truth if they would build up uh build up rivalries have uh, you know have promos at the the littler pay-per-views not matches yeah. Let the fucking wrestlers rest for fuck's sake. Everybody's getting injured. Everybody's hurting themselves. Seriously. Let these fucking guys rest every now and again. Have the littler pay-per-views be all about, like, fucking, you know, uh, the, the lower-tier belts. Yeah, like like this last pay-per-view, and again, it wasn't the world's greatest pay-per-view. It was pretty average or below average. But right. they had, it was a 30-minute Iron Man match for the Intercontinental Championship. Sure. Uh, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, and that was the main event, which is great. But they put it at the end of a four-hour pay-per-view, yeah. and rather than paying attention to the the uh, wrestlers, they had the timer up on the screen. So every minute that went by, like after the twenty-five oh, or twenty-four-minute mark, yeah. they went ten, nine, eight, and counted down, and then did. They were in, in Pittsburgh, and you know, people from Pennsylvania are kind of like they're they're Northeast people, like people from New York or Boston. They yep. they they're sarcastic, <laughs> so they counted all the way down three, two, one, and then they just went. Eh. <laughs> Even though there was no buzzer because it was like minute twenty four, <laughs> so the whole crowd is going eh, every minute, and it's just the it's it's hilarious. It was a good match, but the 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 
and we won't get into it because it won't be current by the time you edit this. It's just the they fu- the, the finish was fucked. So right. like that's the, that's the thing they t- they they take these opportunities and these suggestions that people have, you know, focus on Brock Lesnar's not here. Let's focus on the Intercontinental Title, and they did. But then right. the finish was kind of wonky, and it's like Iron Man matches. They they made it very predictable the last couple Iron Man matches. It it goes down to the wire. Somebody comes back and ties it. Someone comes out and restarts the match, and then some shit happens. You well, know, here- it's like. Give us well, something different. Well, here, here's what they should be doing with Lesnar, okay? Now, one of the greatest things I ever heard about wrestling, uh, about wrestling, and it, and it holds so much, so true today as it did any other day, if the guy is a big enough attraction, you don't ever need to put the belt on him. Yeah. You know? Und- Undertaker never really needed a belt. He was an attraction. Andre the Giant never, never fucking need, needed never needed a belt. He was fucking Andre the Giant. You didn't need to put a belt on. Hogan needed a belt. You know? Yeah, because that when you are in a land of giants like with Andre, you yeah. needed the he needed the belt as the smaller guy to, exactly. to make him. Yeah, right. You know, and that's cool. Like I never had a problem with Hogan having the belt. Hogan's one of my favorite wrestlers from my childhood. Like he was, he's charismatic, interesting guy. You know, so I didn't have a problem with him having with him having the belt. the The problem is Lesnar doesn't need a belt. He just needs to show up, kick the fucking shit out of somebody, and then fucking walk off again. Right. And the prize for beating Brock Lesnar is that you survived wrestling Brock Lesnar exactly. Yeah, if you, yeah, by and by some freak chance if you win, then you'll explode. <laughs> you know? Um like that's why it was such a big fucking deal when when they had Goldberg back and then they but they blew that shit too because Goldberg wasn't going to be around forever either. Like it was two part-timers going at it. And it's like Yeah, but it was clear. Well, listen, I went to that WrestleMania and I'll tell you some fun, of the best reactions but... were during that match. Sure. And it was only 5 oh, minutes yeah. long. It, they it, went they went in and out. Boom, boom. Let's hit our spots and go home. I mean, on, honestly, though, like, that's the perfect ma- match length for, for Lesnar versus Goldberg. You know, those guys get yeah. s- would get so gassed out if they... Well, Goldberg think, more so, yeah. but... I don't think Lesnar... The appeal of Lesnar shouldn't be that he can go 45 minutes with no, somebody. No, the appeal is that he can fucking destroy somebody in... Like, it's the same thing. Like, what they should be doing, and I don't... I think they kind of are doing with, with uh, Strowman right now you know, is, like, he's a monster. People should be afraid of him, you know? And, like, and again, I don't think Strowman needs a belt either. I think he should just, I think just him showing up and demolishing somebody should be enough at the moment. Yeah, but now that you have, they they split the world titles again, and Mm. that's, that's the worst thing that you can do. I understand you want a champion on both brands, but that also waters it down, too, because not only... Are you seeing the champion on TV every week? You're seeing two champions, although Brock hasn't been around. Right. But the idea is that it's you're oversaturating it with there's two. There are a lot of belts. Why are there two? Why are there two women's championships? Why are there two men's championships? Why are there mm-hmm. two two t- sets of tag team championships? Two tag you team champs. You don't have enough tag I teams hate, to even. I hate all that shit. Divisions. I'm so I'm so sad by the tag team, the current tag team setup with the WWE. It's it's such a joke. And like they, they, you know, like tag team, like it's easier on the wrestlers, you know, because you're only wrestling yeah. half as much, half as much of the time, you know, um, less injuries, more excitement because you can build up to that hot tag, you know, and there, and there's great ring psychology to, to be had in, in a tag team match. And they just, 
they've I don't know. Like, I feel like they're more interested in there being factions. Like, I feel like like DX did a lot of great things for for wrestling, but I think one of the things that they kind of fucked wrestling with is that how is now everything has to be a faction. You know, between yeah, that was, and I NWO mean, that was them and, and right the WCW and WWE yeah. at that time or the WWF at the time kind of killed that dead. Yeah. The funny thing is they didn't kill it in Japan because Japan New Japan wrestling is very faction based, but they know how they, to do it. They. They definitely do because they've they've not only are they doing a Bullet Club Civil War right now, but they have the G one climax tournament going on, and uh, guys from different factions are in brackets with you know w- with their their stablemates. Right. So they have to wrestle them in order to get points because the whole idea of this tournament is it's a it's a round robin tournament kind of like the the soccer uh, sure. scoring system. So they're earning more points per win. To, to be the winner of their block, to move on to the semifinals, to move on to the finals, to get a championship match at their big Wrestle Kingdom uh, in January. So even though two guys are in Chaos or in Suzuki Goon or in Los Ingobernadores de Japan or Bullet Club or whatever, right. um, or Taguchi Japan. Sorry, Taguchi Japan. I can't forget you guys. But they have to, even if you're in a stable with somebody, you have to, you want to win because you want that title shot right and that and then you're and that, they're, but they're not enemies after they're still friends they're right. just like let's go out and have a competitive match yeah and then they're back it's too it's almost like it's too subtle of a thing to do on american television yeah, that yeah. sounds like a real film snob thing of me to say i'm no, sorry it, it, it absolutely <laughs> no, it is but it's also true <laughs> you know um yeah Amer- americans cannot handle subtlety and like I feel like they used to be force fed subtlety. You know, it'd be like, all right, now you now this is what's gonna happen and whether you like it or not. Look at how subtle how we are. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and they were never particularly good at it, you know. But like they would give it a try every now and again. Right. Attitude era came around, everything has to be over the top and, and you know, and and ridiculous and, and violent and, and that's cool i'm down with that but like there there's there's certain stuff that just doesn't go over with uh with with american audiences like i don't think like i don't think catch style wrestling will ever be truly over in america no no um and i love that shit i fucking well they're bringing back world of sport now itv is bringing back world of sport so you might get some of that catch wrestling although grado's the the Guy on the poster, so he's kind of a comedy wrestler, but hmm. you could you could have some good world world of sport was that you know kind of the origination of catch wrestling and right. uh, at least on television, and it used to be rounds in England. Wrestling is completely different, or yeah. at least was uh, until the you know the more American influence came in. It was round based. It was interesting. There was really good. Owen Hart wrestled over there in some world of sports stuff, and he hmm. was real good. And that was just it's a different style because they fought. It was like a boxing match where they had to, do you save your energy in the first round to be good in the third round or whatever? So there was like, it, it was a right. whole other layer that you you can't get on, on Raw when they're talking about the big dog. It's boss time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Mm. New Japan is actually, kill, like if, if you're, and they, they're actually reaching out to the Western audience more and they're doing more shows with, well, with yeah, they just, American commentary. They just did a, uh, a New Japan event down in uh down where i live like the other weekend yes and, yeah that uh, was uh ceo and new japan it was like a gaming thing and then they had a wrestling right. show too yeah 
And uh, and what really cracked me up though is because I work at a uh, like a neighborhood pharmacy type place, you know, and um, <laughs> we had people coming in. Like I, I'm standing outside smoking a cigarette, you know, and uh, man, like ninety fucking Bullet Club shirts walk by, and I'm like. Is there a new Japan thing going on? (laughs) I'm like, what's going on? You know, so I asked somebody, I said, I said, I said, is there an event happening tonight? Oh yeah, down at the, uh, down at the ocean center. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's, that's weird. Cool. And then I, and then we had no less, and I felt bad because we didn't have any of what they were looking for, but we had no less than six people stop in at any point during the night asking if we had streamers. And I'm like, Oh geez. And I'm like, yeah, I mean like we've got, you know, like these ones, they're white and they say happy birthday on them. Do you want those? And they did, they bought them. <laughs> and then they, and then they, oh, I'm sure they, um, yeah. then they tweeted, uh, the, while they were in line at checkout, they tweeted Kenny Omega and said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm throwing white happy birthday streamers at you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I still love you. <laughs> I and think I, Kenny would appreciate the effort. I, you know what? I think he would too. He seems like a really good guy. <laughs> yeah, they they did. They're, they're telling a great story over there with the Bullet Club kind of civil war thing that's going on. And even before that, because they were teasing a rift where Cody and Kenny were going to be the two guys fighting it out, and then they ended up having their match and settling their differences. And then other members of the Bullet Club came out and did a little split off. So we've got the firing squad against the 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 elite. You got your two factions there. But then they have um, Okada. Okada had one of the best world title reigns in, in Japan and maybe in wrestling history that, with the number of people that he, he had great matches with, mm. including a bunch with Kenny Omega. Now he lost the championship to Kenny Omega. He's changed his hair. Like, he dyed his hair red. He's wearing red in different kind of trunks. At one wrestling show, I think it was the San, Fr- San Francisco show, he came out carrying a bunch of balloons. Like, he's acting um, kind of like a woman after a breakup. You know, he cut, <laughs> his, he cut his hair, he dyed his hair, he changed his look, yeah, he's doing yeah. this different stuff. So they're telling, and it's if they told it on Raw, you'd have Michael Cole going, well, Roman Reigns cut his hair, what could that mean? And just beat you <laughs> over the head with the fucking subtext. Uh, but in Japan, they just let it ride. You you have to watch it and yeah. go, wow, this guy is different. Why, what's different about him? He changed his look. He's kind of like, you know, he 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 identified as the rainmaker, the the champion. And now that he's not the champion, like he's gone on a little bit of a losing streak. Sure. It's like a whole thing. So they're booking a redemption arc for right. him. Yeah, he has to find himself again. I get it. And it's 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 so well done, and you want to see what happens. I was mad in January. Because I thought Okada kept the title too long, and he should have lost to Naito in January at Wrestle Kingdom. But then they stretched it out six more months. They gave him one more great match with Omega. Omega went over. Um, I think Omega was the right guy to go over because mm. he speaks fluent Japanese and he's Canadian, which people generally like Canadians more than Americans. But he speaks English. Sure, like he, he's 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 kind of like the the perfect guy for that situation. Well, I know- he, yeah, he's definitely the guy to get more Westerners to 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 pay more attention, without a doubt. Yeah. He's got a huge, uh, like he's got a huge like indie darling following. You know, like uh, I I know a lot of people who who talk about him incessantly. Honestly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and like, and but it's but it's awesome. It's awesome to see 
so many Westerners finally paying attention to to Japanese wrestling because it's been there forever, you know, and it's been great for a long time. And I think just most people are just a. F- I, I feel like uh, with a lot of Americans, like it's the same reason why a lot of Americans don't watch foreign movies. Like they don't want to hear somebody not speaking English. They don't want to have to wonder what that person's saying, you know, and, and a lot, and with, uh, with new Japan, for the most part, they don't subtitle anything. So it's like, you know, there was a big barrier to entry. Now yeah. they're they're They have a new CEO who's Dutch mm. and he's, um, the, the Japanese owners hired him to be the CEO because he used to work for Suntory beverages. He was a VP at Coca-Cola, um, international Coca-Cola International. So he's he's multilingual. He speaks like seven languages, English and Japanese among them, and he's um making a push for the Western audience. Good. So good. The the New Japan uh they have a streaming service that the actual site is still kind of wonky for, yeah, I've for been English on it. speakers. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a um somebody made a plug in. If you go to the squared circle uh R squared circle on R slash squared circle on Reddit, mm-hmm. um, somebody made a plug in that translate it might be on our new japan as well or njpw but there's one that it, it makes like the guy spent a lot of time and coded it to make a perfect translation of the site so all you have to do is install the plugin and that's it translates cool. the whole site for you that's cool um, shit. but they so the site needs work but the commentary they said during during these tournaments now they're all the shows are going to have american commentary on them and they're going to put they're starting to subtitle stuff. I don't know if they started yet, but I know that subtitling is something they've been talking about. Right. They have um a tr- during the live pay-per-views, they have a translator that kind of does a um almost like golf commentary <laughs> under it because they don't want to I I like the way the Japanese do it because you know if it was American and somebody was translating, you'd wait, the guy would speak and then you'd just talk all and this is what he said. Uh this guy's kind of like uh so uh Kazichika Okada said that he is the best in the world and he wants Kenny Omega. like he's very just like low key about it which is fine he's 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 just letting you know what they say right uh, but they're trying to they're trying new things they're trying to get the western audience because Kenny Omega the Young Bucks the Bullet Club Cody all those guys um, have such a wide reach yeah they're you know they're American guys coming over um, I like that Kenny speaks Japanese I think if I was younger that would be the language I'd I'd learn to become fluent in because Japanese would be it's a good way to cross over Kenny Omega also since you're talking about people who are obsessed with him hmm. he's got like uh, he, he he has a it's almost like a Venn diagram it's not just like wrestling fans there's video game fans and there's like weeaboo <clears throat> anime fans right right and they all are into him for different reasons and it all you know and, and he wants to branch out in those other things like he does that he worked with CEO for that tournament, so he mm. wants to bring professional gaming, professional wrestling together. <laughs> We're I, in interesting times. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. That weekend when all when that whole event was happening, and I was seeing a bunch of nerds walking around and a bunch of wrestling fans walking around, it was the first time I felt at home. <laughs> you know, since I got down here, because I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, look at all these horribly socially awkward. <laughs> You know, <laughs> video game obsessed. Yeah. Fucking nobody's looking anybody in the eye. <laughs> you know, like these are my people. <laughs> this is this is this is it right here. And I had some really great conversations with some guys about you know video games and and uh, and wrestling and and it was just it was just a blast. It was an absolute blast. But anyway, that's a great place to uh, to close this, uh, brother. Um, brother. <laughs> and you know, I didn't. I don't think I did. 
I don't think I did nearly enough impersonations of Macho Man Randy Savage during the. None of us did. Never, never yeah, you can never have enough macho during your. I don't your, think I did podcast. enough. Uh, ooh, ooh, yeah. For a cup of coffee, a <laughs> cup of coffee. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the cream of the crop. Uh, you're gonna have to title. You're gonna title this episode the Macho Off. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway. Thanks, everybody, listening to uh, Obsessive. This has been Mo, a.k.a. Mr. Brian Jaffe, with me, as always, the Horror King, HK. And, uh, Vince, why don't you do me a favor and plug anything you want to plug, my friend? All right, excellent. So, <clears throat> you can edit that in post, I'm sure. Um, so, I'm keeping that shit in I, now. Ah, <laughs> Shazbot. So, uh, I host a podcast called The War Report. We go live on YouTube every... Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. on Eastern Time. Uh, if you go to YouTube.com, you type in Tag Me a Date. It's, it's sponsored by TagMeADate.com. Uh, it's the only dating site exclusively for fans of professional wrestling. I love so, it. So uh, it's free to sign up. You can, uh, they actually have a feature where instead of a profile picture, you can also optionally upload a promo video. So they give you like 30 <laughs> seconds to put a promo video up. Yeah, it's oh my cool. god, so, I'm, to- I'm totally doing that. Listen, brother. <laughs> oh, please do. That would be wonderful. Anything like that, and then we'll, po- we'll you know, they'll share it and it'll go viral. They're tra- it's a small company trying to make it big, <laughs> and they get a lot of hits. So I mean, they're they're trying to figure out a way to monetize. But tag me a date is the account. Tag me a date, no spaces. Make it all one word. That's also the the social media account for for the the podcast and for the dating site. Um, but tag me a date channel. You can like and subscribe there. Hit the bell. All that good stuff. And um, I'm also on most social media at OsnapVince, O-H-S-N-A-P-V-I-N-C-E, at OsnapVince. Uh, I actually was inspired uh, by Mosif here uh, to to put out some feelers and, and do some more podcasting. So um, tentatively titled Hook the Leg, I've got a podcast <laughs> that I'll start recording soon. I have uh, from Troma Films and from the Legion of Skanks, Zach Amico, uh, who said he would be a guest, so I'm going to schedule something with him, nice. as well as Roast Battle, Roast Masters, Roast Battle Champion from New York City, Eli Sayers, who's another stand-up comedian. Um, I want to do a podcast on how uh, professional wrestling intersects with other forms of uh, media and creativity. Sure. And uh, Zach Amico's a big... He, he, he's a juggalo, you know, he, he likes the ICP, he was a big wrestling, he is a big wrestling fan. Eli Sayers is a, uh, another big wrestling fan, he's a stand-up comedian, he does ro- a lot of roast jokes, he's a, he's a roast battle champion, and uh, he always wears like Cactus Jack shirt, or like, since his name is Eli, he was wearing an Elias shirt, uh, I saw on Instagram, <laughs> so like, it's, it's cool shit where, where um, I'm gonna reach out to some other people who I just know are wrestling fans, mm-hmm. and, and see how that influences uh, their profession. So, like, the, the guys in stand-up, this roast battle thing is a, is a pretty new thing over the last couple of years. It's very, uh, very much pro-wrestling because it's two people who are pretty much friends or they're in the comedy scene together yeah. and they prepare jokes against each other and they, they do a battle and they have judges and it's like, it's all very kayfabe because then somebody will go, ah, oh, well, I don't, I don't like this guy's face so I'm going to vote for the other person. Like, it's all, it's all kind of a work <laughs> and it's a gag but it's, it's taking the pro wrestling thing of like promoting a fight and promoing like right, I'm gonna right. beat you and I'm, and, and it's it's interesting to me so I'm gonna bring those guys on they do a lot of the roast battle stuff and they do stand up comedy and trauma films Zach Amico's with trauma films so uh, he just uh, was one of the directors on the last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs nice 
so he helped direct that. So I'll talk about all that stuff with him if I can. So look for on, on my my at Osnapfin social media accounts. Um, hook the leg. Um, I'm hoping we'll be coming fairly soon once I get the guests lined up. So thank all you right. for that extremely long plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds that all sounds great. You can find us, uh, me and HK, at Alt Nerd Obsessive on Facebook. Uh, go join the group, join the conversation. You can find all of our episodes at AfterMovieDiner.com. Thank you, John, for hosting us. That was very kind of him. Uh, you can find me. I'm on Twitter at DrunkOnVHS. Uh, you can listen to my other podcast, No Budget Nightmares, over at NoBudgetPodcast.com. That's all the archival episodes. Any new episodes are over on DorkShelf.com. Um, definitely. I no free. longer feel bad about the length of my plug. Nope. I, I always, I always have a million things to say at the end. Uh, and then let's see what else. And you can, uh, hit us up on our YouTube channel, which is, uh, alt nerd obsessive podcast. Yeah, it's just it. Alt nerd obsessive podcast. Do a search on there. It's mostly dead by daylight videos. A little, uh, a little Friday the 13th. Um, nice. for the most part, but yeah, that's... we will be adding new stuff. We'll add we new stuff. New I mean, stuff. yeah, I mean, once Spider-Man comes out, I'm sure we'll put a lot of videos of that out, but yeah. you know, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, but it's fun though. Uh, we've, uh, finally kind of broken our silence and figured out how to, uh, get all of our voices into the episode or into the each video as well. Cause back well, in the good. Back in the day when I used to do the uh, the my my old F thirteen videos, like all you'd ever hear is me talking, and I never quite figured out how to get other people talking in there as well. Uh, but we've we've done that uh, perfectly with our Dead by Daylight videos. Uh, so come watch, you know, watch me get killed. Watch me. I ha- really wanted to play that game, and then I heard about how it could potentially just be dead in the water now with that lawsuit. Well, so for Friday Thirteenth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've we've talked about that ad nauseum. So, not, not gonna... I'll have to ke- I'll have to check out uh, one of the episodes where it's, you do it's cause... episode one. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Perfect. I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely and get two. And, and two. two. Uh, and I'll, and I think maybe a little bit of four. I don't know, but uh, yeah, we, we 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 talk we talk about fucking like honestly like one of the biggest things we talk about in this, in this show is uh, when we're not talking to the guests, it's almost exclusively dead by daylight and Friday the 13th. And, but anyway, this has been, uh, (laughs) this has been alt nerd obsessive. Again, I am Mo, AKA Mr. Brian Jaffe and the King of horror HK. Stay strong and stay nerdy. Good night. Brother. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.